Welcome to Black Girl from Eugene. Uh, so anyway, ignore that. Don't okay, worry about I'm, it. All, I'm all looking at it. I know, what's happening? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. It's weird because you see all the voices and all the, uh, the, the... Does that mean we're loud? That's up there. You see it loud? Because like, <laughs> you see the red? Yeah. I think it's because this is on loud. Let me turn this down a little bit. Okay, see, that's better. Oh, no, we're just loud. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, so anyway, black women's hustle, white women's hustle. Not women, people, the whole group in COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So I'm, we're coming today with some, I, I can't, I was just telling me, I said, like, I am feeling um, very weird and kind of frustrated. Yeah. Just like thinking about going to school, the kids going back to school in the fall, thinking about the fact that I'm no longer working at a job. Mm-hmm. I'm going towards self-employment at 100%. Versus as a, a supplement, right? right? Um, uh, you are owning a business. You have small children. Well, younger children. My yeah. kids are up like 16. My youngest is 16. Your youngest is? Eight. Eight. Yeah. So you still have itty bitties, right? yeah. Um, and so we were just talking about like how much, how COVID has come into our life, everybody's lives, and turned this shit upside then down. Then jacked it up. Then jacked it up. Yeah. And we're like talking about like the levels of options and things that we have to do and what we have to do to get there. And the the assumption of privilege, the assumption of money, money over people, like all of these things happening when it obviously and, and completely like anything economic in this country disproportionately affects black people uh-huh. more than other groups, mm-hmm. right? And if in our proximity to whiteness, it's like the community that we have is slim and small. So we're also, I think I'm also combating saviorism, right, from yeah. white folks, yeah. meaning that combating it, meaning that like, that's not something that I can depend on. It's not. Right? Like, you can't depend on all of a sudden this flood of people coming to your to your studio that they're gonna be here six months from now because right. we don't it's it wasn't there a year ago. It wasn't. We were talking about we talked about this maybe two podcasts ago. Yeah. <laughs> about how people are coming out of the woodworks all of a sudden. Right. Um and it's new financial support and just even the support online. Yeah. I mean has been way more than it's ever been, but I'm still I'm still looking at it sideways. Yeah. It feels uncomfortable at it some does. point. Yeah. Um, because, like, actually, I just had this this incident happen to me where I do I do um, anti racism conversations, and so I meet with people and mm-hmm. like the sessions are two hour sessions. I meet with groups no bigger than ten, and we discuss racism. We discuss how they participate in racism. We discuss right. anti racism. We discuss what it looks like on everyday basis right mm-hmm. it's actually a great alternative to uh to like actual diversity trainings which right. i had done before too it just doesn't get the same impact totally so when i was doing those the, as i'm doing these conversations i i got i came across a group of people who wanted to do it but they were like a group of like 500 people oh right and so i was like no we can do this like it's just going to take some time i'll we'll work out the schedule whatever mm-hmm. And then when we started to say that it was good, each session needed to be two hours, the issue was that it was two hours long. They were like, I'm like, it can't be less than two hours. Like, right. this is, we're talking about, talking about racism yeah. and how you personally perpetuate this racism. Like, right. I understand that it's hard to understand how you do it every day or things that you do every day, but we're going to talk about it. You can't do that in less than two hours and be effective. Yeah. Right? And so they were like, oh, 
Yeah, it doesn't really work with our schedule. So that's money. That's money over people. That's money over people. This is, and you know what? This whole thing that we're going through in the world right now is money over people. That's it. And we're yeah. sitting here. We're get now. We're get we're getting money over people. Right. This whole time we were getting. We've been feeling. We've been feeling like we weren't getting the the support aspect. Right. Now people want to throw money at it. Yeah. But like, what's what's winning and what's gonna win out right now is people going back to humanity yes. and dropping the money thing because no people are becoming unemployed. Yes, people who are self-employed are struggling. We're having we're having to hustle to figure it out. And that's the whole thing about this. Like, if you the money over people thing, like he did not, he actually did not have race or anti-racism as something that was priority for him before this B- before this or now like even when i said yeah. it's going to take two hours and he's like could you make it 30 because they are at lunch you know what i mean that's oh, the kind no. of thing can you make it an hour because they are yeah that it's off of my work schedule which most people are like well that's reasonable well the thing is is that what are you what part is performative are you asking for the anti-racism conversations because you really want to have a better working place you want to open it up for people to feel welcome post covid post this this uh, elliptic like crazy shit that we're going through right now yeah what was the reason for reaching out to me then first then saying it doesn't really fit for my schedule it does, you have to make it smaller um we'll pay you about the same kind of but i needed to do the thing is like this what i'm trying to say is that when he decided mm-hmm. that that it wasn't worth the money to do these conversations right, right. it wasn't worth the time and the money mm-hmm so for me, as a as a business owner, right? Yeah. And him as trying to save his company from being, you know, Black Lives Matter being targeted as someone who doesn't support Black Lives Matter, right? He oh, that's big. Feeling that he was going to be targeted—that's what yeah. I think it was. Yeah. So he reached out. It was un- inconvenient, and so now the point is, is that like I can't I can't rely on white people's uh, deciding whether or not. Uh, what we're doing, live black lives, the information, being able to be progressive mm-hmm. is worth their time. Like, it's not something that, does that make sense? Like, yeah, you don't want to work with those people anyway because that's performative. But I think most of it, is, I don't know that, I, I'm trying to decide what part of it is and isn't because this is my livelihood too. Right. It, it doesn't matter that they want to buy, an anti, it's like buying a product. If you don't want to buy anti-racism conversations, right. that's fine. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the truth right. of it is, is like, let's just be honest about what's go, what we're moving forward in. Yeah. How much of this work that, the hustle that I'm doing mm-hmm. to, to do the work that I have been doing. Already, before all this. Before so all you've this. been doing this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I hear what you're saying. So the fear of it is, is that now, um, with COVID, going back to work mm-hmm. or going to work mm-hmm. as an essential worker or a non-essential worker is, is like, super problematic. The, what? Where is the benefit either way when you have kids that have to go to school? When you have economic needs that are, that aren't being met? Yeah. When you have a when you ha- when you're selling something or, or in the business of something that's like you know that's uh, what is it? What I mean, what would you call? We need to redefine essential work. Right. This is that's essential work. Right. This is a new society we're going into, or it has a chance to be. Right. And what you're doing, whether people want to get on board with it or not, this is essential work. But this is considered elective, just like Dan. I I personally think health. Yeah. 
self-care mental yeah mental health, mental health that type of stuff yeah. it's all essential art yeah art yeah right. so so right now that's how i really do feel i yeah. feel like art and, and mental health and self-care is essential because how are we going to even like from my past i don't see how people will survive we won't this level of stress mm-hmm. and straight up just bullshit yeah and and be okay at the end of it you yeah. know what i mean like I don't, so anyway, so dance, mm-hmm. as much as it is, like people say, elective, it's actually kind of essential, just yeah. like the gym, right. you know, yeah. just like exercising, hiking, mm-hmm. just like going kayak, whatever your choice of, of mental, like, stability that gets you there, yeah. why is that being taken as an elective choice, you see what I'm saying? And then people have to choose between their self-care, and what you're doing, what I'm doing, essential work, and living, like literally paying their bills. This paying their electric bill. Such a huge conversation because we're talking about, we're talking about aside from COVID, reconstructing the yes. way we look at existing. Yes, that's like, exactly right. And and you're doing something. You're doing something that you you've already been doing this. You've already realized how important this type of work is, and now you're feeling all of this this push and pull because. There is a, an influx of people who are now realizing that what you're doing is essential. Right. But you can't really trust that because it's only happening now, but you've been out here doing that. <laughs> That's so so you're like, how do I how do I maintain how do I how do I trust that I can jump into this right. self employment adventure and really be able to to maintain a life? Right. Because I, you I, haven't had this type of support before. No, out of well, I haven't had this type of of influx of purchases I don't know I'm really hesitant to say support I mean there's definitely I definitely have a few people I'm working with who are super supportive Mm -hmm. they are spreading my name they're like I've gotten I've gotten like referrals off of them Mm -hmm. they're like I want to do more we did three sessions we want three more like that to me is support not only am I buying your product but I'm going to spread your name I'm going to I'm going to tell, put my name on your website, like tell them to call me. Like that kind of per- person for me, that's supporting me. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that like people who purchase my, my conversations aren't, it's not, it's not awesome. I, it's awesome. It's absolutely amazing. Right. I'm looking at it like with what you're saying, the essential part of it. Yeah. How essential are people seeing race relations right now in the face of COVID? With, yeah. the, with Black Lives Matter being like a nuisance at this point for other people who are like, we just want to get our work back. Don't forget, that's not why you don't have a job. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> However, right. Yeah. Black Lives Matter is not why you're not at work. Nope. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm like this, but it is a part of how this, this whole system is changing mm-hmm. massively. Yeah. So it's important. People like you in your business, it's important that you get, that you get empowerment for your black children. It's right. important that you get mental health by taking them to a dance studio and you go and med- meditate, yeah. go read, yeah. go have some bubble head, I don't know, go yeah. do whatever you do. Right. It's essential. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm most concerned about now is like, as we're going into this whole, as we're going into the fall mm-hmm. and the kids have to go back to school Yeah. and these people were like, we, you and I were talking like, you're lucky, lucky, like I'm super air quoting lucky. Right, right. That you're self-employed. But you've been doing the damn thing since how old? Nineteen. Since nineteen. That's sixteen years. Okay. You're like, hold up. I've been doing it for sixteen years. Yeah. Sixteen years. Yeah. 
And so you've been able to sustain yourself for 16 years. It, yeah, it hasn't been cute. Like it's been, <laughs> this, very pretty. you know, I feel like I've been one of those people who's fortunate, yeah. like who know, who like from a young age, I knew what my calling was going to be. Right. I knew I was going to dance. I knew I, I, but I didn't know what shape that was going to take. Yeah. And one of the things that has served me well, because I have had business failures. I've had all types of, you know, yeah. fina from financial to social, like I've been up and down and up and down. But one of the things that has served me and what I've learned from running a business is to be adaptable. Right. And like right now in, in this COVID situation, which is completely separate from the Black Lives Matter thing, we can talk about that too. All day. But like, <laughs> I am adaptable. Right. And that is what has served me right now. So going back to school and everything and looking at what I have to do, because you can sit and work on your business nine to five, even if you're self-employed. I could, I mean, when I first started, I used to work on it like 14 hours a day. That's what I'm doing. You know what yeah. I mean? You have constantly. to do that. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that is, is you know, um, good, quote, quote, is that I can make my own schedule and right. adapt to what the needs of my kids are going to be, which I have no idea even how to start with that. Right, Honestly. right, and you've been like, and that's my whole point is that you've been doing this for sixteen years, mm -hmm. and you're faced with something that you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So this is, and so I'm on the other side of that, where when I was nineteen, you know, I was trying to go to med school, and yeah. so I was like trying to get like right into the center of the rat race, right? right. I was like nine to five, school is this and school is that, yeah. you know, and I still like like completely make sure I want my kids to go to school I want my kids to go to college I want you know it's, it's that kind of education base that's always been mm -hmm. kind of in my family line very very important right and so I've always been like this is what I'm gonna do so I of course I had my son early I, he, I was 18 when I had him and then I so I didn't go to medical school I became a medical assistant mm -hmm. and then medical assistant to nursing and then nursing because of all of other things, I just decided to go yeah, psychology. Yeah, you know a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all about you it. You are my drink number five out here. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Straight A's, baby. I'm like, I'm about to make this. Done. And then I didn't even do it. Didn't even go. Didn't even. I, so I went to psychology, and then I worked in social work. Yeah. Um. And so I was like very much dependent on having employment. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Having yeah. my check. Yeah. I show up. I do the damn yeah, thing. Hey. Pay me, yeah. right? And I think now, with what we do know about COVID and, what, and people who are in that position right now, um, I'm no longer in that position. We were talking about that because of I've been directly pushed into this position in right. COVID straight through trauma. Mm -hmm. Like it has been tra trauma that got me here. This yeah. was not like yay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I gotta figure something out, yeah. right? Like yeah. I mean, this is how this worked, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I worked for the state of, or I think I've said this like a thousand times on my podcast. I worked for the state of Oregon for like seven and a half, eight years or something like that. And I, that it was two years ago that I stopped working there. Um, and I stopped working there due to health issues, yeah. not because of any other reason. And it was directly related to stress. I was going to say, you got to bring that up. Yeah. Tell people about this because this is for real. Th yeah. This no, is going to be happening to people right now. It was, it was, yeah, right? Okay. So basically I... Uh, was uh, and I think I've said this on my podcast several times I was assaulted by police on the, uh, the Eugene Police Department um, and it took me just so that you understand the assault the severity of it my concussion was bad enough that I don't remember 2016 or, or 17 um, I started to heal 
in 2018 enough to like record things and remember things. And I was in physical therapy for two years. Uh, I still actually wake up in pain from a from my lower back. I can still feel the knee of the officer in my lower like there's damage that he did somewhere by putting his knee into my lower back where I literally if I sleep on my stomach, um, it will stiffen up. If I don't work out, it will stiffen up, and I will. It hurts so much it wakes me up in the morning. That, and that's five. This is five years after the attack. Nice. So just so you understand the physical yeah. uh, assault, right? So you imagine that I don't go to work for about three months after the attack. Then I I end up going back to work. Um, and through all that, I was also going through lots of other stuff. I was going through a divorce. My my child had a head injury. I, a, a lot of stuff was going on. So I remember sitting at work, right? A whole year, I cried every single day. Oh, I bet. Every single day, I, I cried for a whole year. That's crazy. I actually remember being like, oh, I didn't cry today. Like, it was like a moment, right? So, um, so anyway, so that went through, and that was before the assault. Like, that was the, just the stress, right? Oh, Then the assault shit. happened. Then I didn't go to work for three months. And then when I returned to work, um, I had the bad concussion. Mm-hmm. So my work was, like, like falling apart. Because right. I, couldn't, I couldn't follow instructions I couldn't really remember so I was having to write like I was doing the hustle I couldn't not work right like, so I was trying I was writing stuff on um, sticky pads so I could remember what to do next and what I said I was gonna do I, I had to completely change how I showed up for work yeah. but I had no support at work so I couldn't tell people what it actually how what I was going through now mind you when you sue the police because you know I did when you sue the police <laughs> right? It doesn't happen like those TV shows where it's like, oh, they're charged and they pull and they pull it out. And Wait, like, like how many years? How long did it take? Two years. I was gonna say, yeah, two years. Two years before I actually went to court. Now, mind you, in those two years, you're doing depositions. You're having to go over the audio. You're having to go over the visual. You're having to go get tested. You're having to do all these things like mental tests. You have two years of being battered, going over and over and over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. over of what happened to you, right? Right. So, and I'm fine. I'm getting better the whole time. I'm getting better the whole time. But stress. But you're at work still. And I'm at work. She's at work. Every day. She was already crying at work before this. What? Like, this is is important to know, though. Yeah. The level of stress, Mm -hmm. right? And this does not have to equate to being abused by the police. This is, like, stress. Before that. Right. Yeah. This was that. Yeah, that year of crying was before the cops, right? That was just, that was just stress at home. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then you come home and you come back and you do all this other stuff. So now we're on year three of stress. Now we've been in intense stress in co- under COVID. Yeah. Well, we can just talk about we've been in, under intense stress under Trump since he. So it's been three years yeah. of intense stress. Yeah. All the stuff that we've been worried about is happening. Yeah. Martial law is coming into play. The kids in the border are still in cages. Went and got clean water. The like, Epstein stuff. The, the Epstein. Oh, oh man. my God. I don't know how much. I've been following it, and at first I was like, chills. I know, well, at first I didn't want to follow it, it's and then so I was gross. like, I can't be igno- ignoring this stuff, because I got kids, and yes. like, I, I, you know, sometimes as a parent, you be thinking, like, what if my kids got snatched up one day, you know, the Girl. thoughts go through your head. We're, we're trying to be black, we're trying to have women's rights, and at the same time, I'm telling my daughter, please don't wear that swimsuit, because there's nasty men out here. What, how how are these like how am I able to support both things? She needs to be proud of her body and safe I, to wear yeah. a swimsuit. That's, that's a lake. big. That's a whole podcast <laughs> conversation in itself, girl. How to empower we'll your female it. children? We'll put a pin in it. Yeah, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, and in this in this time yeah. of, of like the nasty, like it's, oh my god, you gave me look. I'm telling you, Goose yeah, you, even yeah. mentioned his yeah. name. It was like Peek. yeah. 
not okay. So the stress, this has been three years of like, whoa, right? Yeah. So then the same, back to the story of how like I got to this point. At, after I lost the trial, which mm-hmm. was publicly aired and everything is public, right, which was horrible, um, lost the trial, blatant racist, why, you know, uh, judge was racist, jury was racist, their comments were racist, they're recorded saying racist stuff. Um, so I lost the trial. It took me, I was, as soon as I lost the trial, I, I actually then started to spiral. Yeah, I'm then sure. Then I started getting sick. Yeah. Because then it had been three years of like trying to push, trying to push through. Like I can be adaptable. I can push. I can yeah. move. I can move. Go to work. Go to work. I'm the only black person there. There's no support. There's mm-hmm. no, I don't, I guess there was one other black woman and we're, we never really connected. We were on yeah. two different sides of the building. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, I, it was like, you started to get physically sick. Like, beyond being stressed and going through that, your body was like, oh, hell no. And I didn't recognize it because this is what was going on. I was lifting. I've always been athletic, right? So there's two years of physical therapy. They finally got my body to where I can lift weights again and Mm -hmm. do all this stuff, right? I was like, I'm doing fine. But then all of a sudden, I couldn't lose weight. Mm -hmm. Like, I started gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm doing everything that I've always done. Why am I gaining weight, Mm -hmm. Right. The stress was happening. My adrenal glands were breaking down. That's scary. So I was actually not even aware mm-hmm. that I was starting to peter out. Mm-hmm. Like literally, energy, adrenal glands in your body produce energy so that your your heart can beat, your brain can function. Like it's not just like energy, like yeah, I'm happy, but energy, like I have your body has enough cellular energy to function. Right. That's what your adrenal glands do. Yeah. Right. So I was like. <laughs> So I didn't know that I was burning out. And I remember like having weird things happen to me and I always had a reason for why they were happening, but it wasn't never that I was stressed out to the point that my adrenal glands were collapsing. Yeah. So one point, one day, I just was talking to my grandson because he was like, I don't even know how old, little. And my daughter, my youngest daughter was with me. And I said, I just start, I was feeding him and I just looked up and I said, oh, I feel dizzy. And then my daughter was like, well, why don't you go sit down? I walked around the corner and collapsed. Damn. It was done. My adrenal glands was like, that is all I can give you. It is over. My daughter called my brother. My brother picked me up. Girl, they rushed me uh, to the hospital, carried me in because I couldn't walk. I was vomiting. It was was over. My body was done. And I felt fine 10 minutes before. Yeah. That's my whole point. It was like, it it worked so hard. And it was just like, we're done. Right? So I was in the hospital. They didn't know what was wrong with me. They thought I was having a heart attack. My blood pressure was out. Like, it was like a hundred and... Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like, it was like ninety over forty, which is nothing, yeah. right? My pulse was like forty-five for like three days. I was, I just puffed up and was swollen. My eyes were like, it was. They were like, wow. And so my all my uh, like my electrolytes and my salt was like the sodium was bought, bottomed out. Like it was. Yeah, my eyes are all white. I'm like, what? for like three days and so I couldn't walk uh, afterwards I didn't have enough energy I had to t- completely change my whole entire diet yeah I had to completely change everything it took me three I had to walk assisted because uh, I didn't have the energy and this was 2018 so I actually got better enough I tried to push through to go back to work girl what's wrong with you I'm like what <laughs> Back to work after that. Yeah, that's yeah. And then that's when people were like, really didn't have. I mean, they just I didn't have any support. Yes. 
So, so at one point, girl, <laughs> so stupid, so stupid. Where were my friends? Where were y'all? They probably tried to tell me. They probably tried. Um, but anyway, so I, I went back to work, and then finally, she, the, my supervisor said some stupid shit. I was like, I, I'm not well enough to do this certain thing. And she was like, I'm just going to need you to do it anyway. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have a doctor note that says that I'm not doing it. can't do it. Yeah. Right. And so she's like, yeah, this is stressful for everyone. And I'm going to need you to step up to the plate and be a team player. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm never coming back. I went and did the thing. And I did not come back. I went on to long-term disability. I told that particular person to fuck off. Yeah. And I literally was like, I'm not, I'm not coming back here. So that was like July. I got disability from work for men, for medical reasons yeah for two years so coming to now you get two years of like straight healing meditation my energy finally came back i you know my diet was changed mm-hmm. i'm still working out issues from stress like yeah. the stress issues are real yeah like to this day i'm still like me and my naturopath go because i went naturopath with yeah the doctors were talking crazy naturopath came through good for you right yeah and i was like we need to talk about what's going on and she was like uh, ain't nothing killing you but the stress like the stress of everything that you've been through and now here we are it's girl when covid hit she she was on my phone like yeah. look you need to get your adrenal pills back on you need to do your thing you need to do this that to, to make sure that my body could handle yeah the onslaught of the stress now you don't have to be in my position to get knocked down by covid no by the stress of Everything that's happening, yeah, the race war, oh, the race, the racial tension the, that's coming out of this absolutely needed uprising, mm-hmm. not having a job to go back to, yeah. So that's what I'm talking about, where I had to get creative, yeah. I mean, and that's what I think. I, you said something earlier that made me think about this, but this is the difference between what Black people are facing now with the hustle, right? Is that okay? We're all stressed. Doesn't matter who you are, what color you are. By, by work and just what's happening in the world and our fucking president and all that. Yeah. If you are black or a person of color and you have all this, we have to have a whole ass movement right whole now. Ass movement. Just to be like, hello, we're still here. We still need, you know, all that. Yeah. And we, whether or not we want to be directly invested in that or not on the front lines, like we are emotionally tied to it. Yeah. So we have this emotional stress that's happening from the from the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. That is pulling us all. That's getting us all excited, but it's taking our energy, whether or not we're out there or not right period. and so that just like your other situation outside of work is taking your energy oh, okay. a lot more of it and then we have to show up to work or we don't get to show up to work right or we have to hustle our own business even, we're like even when i was at work though yeah the, the stress that i was getting yeah was i mean the the non was i believe mm-hmm. i believe whole whole i mean like with all my heart yeah that i was not getting support because i was a black woman and they right. did not know literally they did not like, I don't know if they didn't know what to say, because that's what they said. They were like, we just don't know what to say. Now, this is Black Lives Matter shit two years before it was popular. Right. Right? Right. And so I'm dealing with all these people who don't know what to say to me. Right. And now, here it is five years later from then, three years later from the, the, uh, from the court date. Right. And I'm getting flooded by people who are like, what you were saying, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Do understand like and we've talked about this on previous podcasts the hustle that I was trying to do just to be present just to show up to where you normally did normally did yeah right with all this racial stuff happening mm-hmm. and then all the behind me and yeah. all this r- racial I- I- this erasure happening in front of me right. right so then fast forward to now would you say it's magnified for you now like 
Because this stuff has always existed. Right. But would you say that because there's a whole ass movement that's gaining popularity and stuff, that these issues are magnified? Like you're feeling them more now than before, or are you feeling better about it? I, I feel like it, for, for, like, thank God that I've had so much support yeah. from my, like, like health support mm-hmm. from my, my providers. Like, I, I want to name them, like, Kathy, Kevin, you know, Lisa, Ben, these people worked on my body for five years. Yeah. I mean, you know, till now, I still yeah. work with Lisa and Ben all the time mm-hmm. to keep me here. Yeah. Like, mentally here. Right. I, I, being privileged, air quoting, was able to take two years off of work yeah. and then decide not to go back. Right. Right? Two years because I worked for the state, I have benefits, yeah. I was paid well, mm-hmm. right? So I'm privileged as hell yeah. to be able to have this level of stress right. and be able to go, you know what? I'm going to go hike today. Yeah. I'm not going to go to work. Yeah. I'm not going to do this, right? Yeah. That's privilege. Right. So, so when you're asking me that question, it's like, it's, it is stressful, but because, of my, my, because I utilized what I had that I'd earned from work, I can lean back and protect myself from the level of the stress that is coming to me. Yeah. Because I have this cushion for two years. I love this. Does that make sense? Yes. In my head, I just had this thought like, that's the difference. That's the difference because you keep saying privilege. Black people have to go out and create their privilege. Yes. We have to, and you have to, you have to, I mean, 16 years I've been doing this to be able to be like, I have to hike today or whatever. I had to build, I have to build this pillow. It takes all these years. Just to be able to be like, I need to take a break today. And people will look at my situation and be like, well, you know, you're black and you have that. Do You you have to work your ass off to get that. Ass off. So. Right? Ass off. How many, I mean, I don't know how many years you were in school and shit, but like, and raising kids. I, I went to school from eight from 18 all the way through with three kids as a single mother. I, you know, I yeah. obviously had a relationship divorce in between that. Which is another trauma. Which is another yeah. trauma, right? But, um, but... I, you know, I worked my ass off. I mean, I remember not, <laughs> I remember going to school talking about, you know, white folks, so you, you got to go to school, you got to get your, de- your degree, right? Yeah. I remember not having a car and not have, like, living in a very small apartment, yeah. having to take my kids in a bike with a trailer in the snow. Yeah. To yeah. get to class. Yeah. Because I did not have the option to not go to class. Right. Right? Because I had to get, not only was the professor not helping his sister out. Right. Right? I had to be there, and I had to get an A. And best believe, sis pulled A's. Yeah. Right. But the truth of it is, is that look at the level, the degree that I had to go to. Yeah. Just to show up, just to get the teacher to listen to what I had to say, just to get the teacher, you know. So it was a lot. It was the hustle, and I don't. I mean, when I think about like the privilege of my employment, and I think about people now, because you asked me like, how do I feel about it now? Yeah. I think about that being that. Like I said, I got pushed into self-employment through trauma mm-hmm. because my employ- my my privilege ends. Yeah. It's ending. Like yeah. I'm not getting that check. Right. So I gotta pull up and, and like try to make my side hustle a full hustle. Right. That's because I worked my ass off. That's because I am educated. That's because I am the the, the people who have enough family mm-hmm. that can watch a child here and there when I'm do you know. Right. I remember taking a a, a final for summer school and I was doing like microbiology and physiology all at the same time and I had my brother drove to California because I was living in LA to pick up my kids so that I could do six weeks of school right now who has that damn that you see how lu- I know how lucky and privileged I am yeah. but who has that yeah so when you're asking me I look at people who, who are not like us mm-hmm. who can't go you know what I have this other skill I'm gonna dip into that mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to make it work 
Hopefully I do. If I don't, I can still go get a job, hopefully. Yeah. Right? Right. I'm looking at people who are like, who were me 15 years ago, who are, who are going to school with small kids, who don't have, you know, this option, who, whose family isn't here. Yeah. What the fuck are they going to do? Like, I mean, honestly, if, if it was me right now, mm-hmm. oh my God, I don't even know. I don't even know. With small kids... They're like, oh, homeschooling. Let's do the pod education. Right. How? I, you can't. I don't. I don't know what any of that would cost. What this pod education thing is costing people. But I'm gonna say that for most people, it's probably not attainable. Not attainable. What is the gas attendant going to do with her five-year-old child, who is supposed to be in first grade or right. six-year-old child? The gas attendant. Yeah. What the is she going to do the, with a six-year-old? The grocery store worker. The any any of these jobs. What are they gonna do? I, those are essential. Essential. Yeah. Because please, Lord, don't do not close the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh my God. Sis yeah. can only grow so much food. Like right. I don't know how to do it all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. The sister's like, not my sister. Who has it? I don't know. A friend was like, I don't know how to grow beef. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> like, we got oh vegetarian up in here. Or something. I'm gluten free. I'm particular about my shit. Like, yeah. We doing everything. You know, like yeah. I, I'm having to like I'm looking at it, like I'm joking about it now, but that shit is September is coming, the school is opening, and people are having to decide what the hell are they going to do? I don't so this is this is this is an interesting I mean I have a different mindset. Please than I think I want, a lot that's of why people, we're like that I think yeah. a lot of people because and you probably do too, which is interesting because you've been like, I'm showing up, I'm getting paid and yeah. I've tried that. Right. For I and I feel blessed. and my mom my mom was a department head at the U of O. She yeah. the, and my dad was an entrepreneur. So I have had I grew up with both of these things. And the calling in me to be independently doing my own thing has been very, very strong mm-hmm. my whole life. Even in the times where I've been like, I'm showing up to work, right. I'm getting paid. And I think where we need, this is like a restructure of how we teach kids. Yes. Because what we do is we put we put kids in school and we teach them these skills that are skills that they need for industry, mm-hmm. right? But the world doesn't, I mean, especially right now, like we, we need all of the elements to get by mm-hmm. and we need to get to a place. We need to all take a breath and be like, what is my calling? Mm-hmm. What is it? What do I offer the world? And I think the answers for a lot of people are going to be not what they show up to do every day. Right. And we have to just, and I, this is hard to say this because I know what it's like to be broke and I know what it's like to not have a place to go. And like, I know these things, but like we have to get to this place where we trust our intuition and ourselves mm-hmm. enough to let go of everything and be like, what can I offer this world? And to take the jump and to do that because right. the world's not going to transform as a whole until more of us do that. I, I'm worried. You know? yeah, no, I love what you're saying. But what I think about, like, and to juxtapose that, like, what I think about are the people that I served when I was working as, Exactly. You know, as a social worker, yeah. like when I, the people that I would encounter, you know, in my nonprofit when I was in medical, when I worked in the medical field, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, we had a nonprofit that worked with single mothers that yeah. were abused. Yeah. And that, so and so it's like I think about because it's not attainable for everyone right now. That we have to create things in it without this economic push, and that's why I think it's weird because people got to pay bills. We all got to mm-hmm. like. The mortgage and the rent is there. Like we yeah. all, we're trying to like. When I say all, like we're the people who are housed. We're doing these things, right, to try to maintain it. For the first time in the whole wide world, like we're talking about, Bezos made thirteen billion dollars in one day, 
And all of us are closer to being homeless than we will ever be to yeah. being a billionaire. Yeah. And the thing is that we're supporting that. Like that's what, what I, the mindset of looking at like people like us who are talented enough, who are gifted enough with family, with, with education, mm -hmm. with money, to create spaces. Yeah. But there's other people who, ha who are wealthy, who white are not, people, yeah. who are wealthy, mm -hmm. who have equitable uh, means, that, that we're going to have to come up with a whole different way of doing this because we can't expect the school system, there's another thing about the school system, we can't expect the school system to be, public school is supposed to work. Yeah. It's supposed to be for us. Right. We're supposed to say how the fuck that goes. Yeah. Right? Right. So p making pods, uh, you know, the, the homeschooling pods, it's a cute idea if you've got the money. Yeah. I'm worried about the people who don't, you I, know? And that's what I'm saying. It's not attainable for everyone. Like, this is like me saying, speaking from my place of view. Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, I don't know. It's a restructure of society, and it's going to make all of us it don't, no matter where you're at, like so uncomfortable for a long time. Well, it's just like what you're saying. Like you have your space. You created a space. I've created a space. Yeah. So when someone comes in who can't afford this space, do you have enough means to, to offer scholarships? Yeah. I, I actually don't. I'm yeah. just starting. I'm not 16 years in. Right. I, what I'm doing, like when people want to buy my my conversations, the, the money is going not only to my to my well-being and my life, but it's also supporting my nonprofit, who is who when it runs in next summer, if we Lord have yeah. next summer, the way I envisioning we do, it will support that. Right. But where is that money coming from? And that's I mean that's I'm gonna say no right now. I don't. I can't offer like the scholarships that I normally do. Right. And yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. Right. But that's how scary this time that's is. Exactly. It doesn't matter, and and I'm facing it too. It doesn't matter how long I've been in business. Right now, everything's so unpredictable, I'm on the edge. Right. And that's my whole point is that yeah. you're established. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, it ain't there. Yeah. It doesn't and matter. And on the edge. There's businesses here who've been here all my life. Turtles closed down. Can you believe that? Turtles down? What? Yes. I did not know turtles closed down. I just drove by there and I was like, what? That's, how, that's serious. That business has been there since before, like high school. Since before. before. Yeah. 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 That's how they established. They have my favorite drink. I did not know that. I, I drove by because I live up in South Eugene. They had a for sale sign on the door. For sale? They don't. They're not, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how serious it is right now. This is there's it doesn't COVID doesn't care who no, or no, what no. or how long. None of it. None of it. But I want people to really understand when we're talking about black hustle versus white hustle, right? The 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 access to loans, the access to to. Uh, to financial wealth, yeah. the access to the job look, that people who are like me, who would have had to try to go back to work, mm -hmm. who have lost their job, their jobs aren't there anymore. They're not turtles there. Just, turtles just closed. That's employment gone. Yeah. Right. So when you're trying to get back, and we're trying to get work, we're not getting. We're not hired at the same rate. As yeah. I can't folks. hire people right now. But, well, black folks aren't. Even if you could, I mean, yeah. you would hire black folks. But yeah. I'm just saying, on an on an average, are not getting. Yeah. We don't get the job the same. We're not getting the same pay. Mm -hmm. All of these things are extremely, extremely prevalent Yeah. when, when in this moment. Mm -hmm. Like, we're crazy because, honestly, like, when I say crazy, like, thinking, yeah, we're just going to, you know, I'm just going to start a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to start another business. Like, yeah. we're, we are out here, like you said, with the level of courage yeah. and the level of fuck it yeah. to, to be where we have to survive. This is what yeah. we're doing. 
But none of us, none of us, we, none of us have, we don't know what October looks like. Hell no. We I don't know, know what December looks like. But what I want to make sure is that we understand that, like, as much as you're hustling, as much as I'm hustling, as black women, you know, we, ha- we have to see each other. Yeah. And somehow, white, the white privilege and the white resources that they have, please see each other, please see us. Yeah. We have to recreate something that's not episodic because you're feeling a way about yeah. black people right now. Right. We're economically in this game, struggling just like they are, but with less means to recover mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right? It's like with less means to recover. So please, like, if, you, if you're going to get good all on the Black Lives Matter and like, ooh, black lives, like, truth, understand that this is a livelihood for people. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't just, like you just said, if, if the studio doesn't work out, people stop supporting whatever because of the situation. Right. I cannot, where am I going to get a job? Right. Where? Where? That's how, girl, that's where? when I say trauma pushed me into this. Yeah. I was like, if I don't, as soon as my disability is over, which it's over, it's like, where would I work? Yeah. For the, the, the state is frozen. Not that I ever want to go back to something so traumatic, right, right. but the state is frozen. Yeah. Right? But, uh, I mean, there's, at my level of inc- where where am I going to go? At my level of education, where am I going to go? Yeah. I can't walk into anywhere because those are all, like, locked down. We got our five people we're going to work to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right? And we ain't hiring no more. Right. Out of survival. Right? That's but crazy. here we are, like, and I can jump out and say I'm going to try to do, um, you know, self-employment because if my shit crashes... I have a sister who, you know, who will who will pick me up. I right. have a brother who will pick me up. Right. Thank God they both own their houses because I don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's like I, I have family. Mm-hmm. I have parents. But what about the people that don't? There's more people who don't. That's who don't have that. Yeah. We are, this, I am not at all saying that this is normal. Right. I know that it's not normal. Yeah. And I'm over here scared. For so like, I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah. I, ter- people are probably... Beyond terrified, and where's the help? Where's where's the government? Where where what's government, that? girl? We it's can't. It's not happening, girl. We can't. They're, they're sitting in militia. Yeah. They're sitting, and I and I think that like right now, I don't know if it's me that I just see Black Lives Matter because that's what's on my that's my logarithm, right? They they give you what you give, right? right. They give it back to what yeah, you give. That is that's true. So I don't know what the conversation is actually having outside of this a lot because I know the economic push is is like. I know that there's no push. It's just falling apart. It I is. realize that. I see it. Yeah. I, I'm living it, right? Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, what's the narrative around white folks, Black Lives Matter, and in, in the economy? Like, are they putting that's those two together? That's an interesting question. That's a hope really not. interesting question. Right. I hope that that's not being scapegoated for no bullshit around the economy. Because that is not about Black Lives Matter, right? Right? Like, that is not about the movement at all. No, it's not. But yet, a lot of, I don't see a lot of focus being on the economy crashing all around us yeah i don't see that as much and i don't know if it's my logarithm or if it's like not happening it's no i honestly think it's not happening and i think i mean we can go deep on some conspiracy type of stuff at the time but you know you know i mean we talk we have touched on the big the three major things that are happening in the world right now right they are they are if it's not one thing for a given person out there it's another that is emotionally draining you because we are people and we are empathic right and we feel these things that are happening while on the for you know on the forefront of or behind the scenes it's not even behind Oh, the right. economic right shit. Face. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crumbling beneath us. So right now, where we've always been money over people, we're working, we got jobs. We are right now, for the first time as a society, like, oh shit, 
people over money. Right, and that's where we're at. So I think I think that stuff is not being talked about as much because we are all opening up on a level where we're like, damn, we have not been taking care of each other, right. and shit is fucked. And I think, like, in terms of black and white hustle, when we're mm-hmm. talking about this, like, that's why when I started the conversation off with what I was saying, it was that because we're dependent, unfortunately, only on white folks' money. Especially here in Eugene. Especially here. Especially, yeah. And, and uh, because the white folks are more resourced, mm-hmm. right, um, that everything tends to be more with white folks. They own more businesses. And they have more I feel loans. like they that's what everything. white people think when they're like, because they have that privilege, and this could be, I don't know if this is messed up, but when they think about caring about people and caring about the communities of color, yeah, that is directly correlated with money. Yes, yes, and, and not that the might, people though. That's what I'm saying, but that might be why psychologically, yeah. this that's a huge, that's a discussion Girl, too. Just hitting like right? Psychologically, <laughs> for them, that's what they think caring about us is, right? Because they can see they they can see that disadvantage. And, and instead of like, I mean, because a lot of times I would rather people just show up. Like no, what I've been so asking for this whole time is support of people showing up and using their voice. Yeah. And right now in this time, what I'm getting more of is people throwing money that way. But I'm like, no, I really would have liked you to be there when I needed somebody behind my back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. But I, I that's the problem for me mm-hmm. is that I don't understand the investment right now. Exactly. That's why I'm. That's why I'm worried. I think because that, white folks yeah. do throw money. Yeah. But then they don't. And right. then what happens to us when we still are not resourced? Exactly. We still don't have access yeah. like they do. So right. that, what I'm saying is like, yeah, they're throwing the money right now. Like you're saying, like just show up. Right. But I'm saying for the people who aren't, and you have the wealth, and you're sharing your wealth mm-hmm. by that's what you're doing to care. Mm-hmm. It to me is it's worrisome. It is because it's it feels like it's emotional. Right. You know what I'm saying? For them, it feels like it's emotional. They are, they are That's what I'm saying. in an emotional way. So once they are okay with black lives being like, then we're still, we still, I, I still have not lifted up. Right. Because other than the money being thrown at me, which is appreciated, mm-hmm. please continue buying yes. my conversations. Yes. My point is, is the long game of this mm-hmm. with the investment in the change, the investment in the change of having black people actually come up and be a part of the conversation where when this does dry up even for the white folks hustle because mm-hmm. because government coming for their ass too right right yeah so when their stuff comes up are we willing to have each other are you willing to hear me and say i ha- am struggling because i'm not resourced are you willing to let go yeah of some resources are you willing to have us at the table yeah can we toss the table and recreate a whole other thing? I feel like that's. I feel like that's. Hopefully, the, I, I think. I think the monetary thing is like. It's like learning how to self care. Like when it, I think the monetary thing being connected with emotionally caring is like we are at square one. Yeah. I feel like I feel like those things are going to come as people get a better understanding of how to actually care. Uh. But I think what people are seeing, like for the first time, they're like, oh shit, these people don't have resources like I do. And they're to care, that's like their first knee jerk reaction. You're so sweet. You're, you're, <laughs> you're so sweet. I'm like, oh, you really, you have much. I have really It's just like, girl. I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm over here like, I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, I, I, okay, so let me just be really honest. Do it. Just go for I it. I don't think you're wrong. I just, 
am more callous now. You're skeptical. I'm more skeptical. skeptical now. Yeah. yeah. After everything I've been through. Yeah. With the opportunity to just care. Like like what you were just saying. To just show up. Yeah. Like that whole story I gave about me at, at work. Like yeah, and, that's and messed up. I, I mean, don't know no if you told the de- You didn't really go into it like we went to it. Yeah. That, that's messed up. It, well, it, it's kind of the, the idea of what you're saying. Yeah. It's like. The caring, they could have shown up. Yeah. Like when you come, you leave work and you're gone for a month and you come back and what normally happens when you're on a team of people, what normally happens? They, Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> they put on your little whiteboard outside your cubicle. Yeah, something. Oh, that guy, little balloon. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little balloon, a little Nothing. Spot. Not a damn thing. Yeah. And I left several times before I helped, you know, not a damn thing. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is, yeah, that may have been those group of people. Yeah, maybe. But... It's the same idea. I mean, I've not been experienced any, I haven't experienced much different than that. It actually wasn't surprising. It just felt horrible. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like I was like shocked. You know what I mean? I was a little surprised that nobody, but I mean, James Myers, you did. But you know what I mean? But like, it was one of those things where like no one really, even the gesture Right. Of I see you. Yeah. Wasn't there. Yeah. So when you come now and all of us are struggling, white people are hustling, black people are hustling, um, I am skeptical. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, my work is dependent on white people. Yeah, you're in a very niche, like, type of. Being, being concerned about other people. Yeah. I wouldn't do it if I didn't think white people were. Yeah. I, obviously. Like, I'm, I'm depending my whole life on, on that. <laughs> Uh, really, that's not what I hear. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not that I don't think they right. care, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it like when the top, when the resources get tight, which they already are. Yeah. And we still got a whole election to go through. We're not. We got, this is not. We're, we, yeah. Girl, we yeah. just started. Like mm-hmm. we're just stretching, right? Mm-hmm. We about to go back into quarantine. I mean, let's let's be real. Yeah. Right. And so when the resources get tight, and you talk about money over people. And I'm thinking, when you say people, are you thinking black people? Because if you're talking about, no, we're going to keep being here. We're going we're, we're in this fight. We're yeah. in this fight for equity. We're in this fight for human rights. Right. Right? Because I don't want to keep saying black lives matter because that's a one t- particular type of movement. But there are a lot of things that matter right now. Human yeah. rights. Human and black rights. lives is a part of that human it rights is. fight. Yeah. You know? So when we're all struggling, like, are we still going to be seen? Are we going to go back into the to the, uh, to the I, I can't even tell you. I can't say yes or no. I'm worried. I, I'm worried too. But you know, I think <laughs> it's gonna get real bad. And I think, I think, uh, my faith now it has to go into a humanity thing. It, I keep it, pushing it. You know what I'm I saying? Like, it. like I ha- we got at some point we gotta let go and have faith in humanity that people that people are gonna rewire. I that is what and really. That is where my faith is. Yeah. Because that's how, I mean, I feel like that's where your faith is. When you show up to dance yeah. and, and in the middle of a freaking pandemic <laughs> yeah. and you're like, come on, y'all, yeah. on your arm. Dance yeah. to be free. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're showing up in a very real real way. I'm showing up in a very real way. I'm yeah. looking at white folks going, let's have a seat. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk this out. Because I yeah. know you're trying to mm-hmm. work this out. I want you to work it out in a real way right. with, with a real person telling you what, what how it really feels, yeah. right? And how it feels for you and for me. Mm-hmm. We're both doing real shit here, right? So, I mean, I, I don't, I just want to give, I just want to give a moment to like understanding that, you know, 
your dance studio is essential. It's a, it's important, right? It's important. Yeah. For, it's important just as a space. Yeah. For however people show up to it, it's yeah. important. Yeah. And I think right now as we're going down into <laughs> <laughs> just say it. Well, we're going down. Yeah. No, because it's, I mean the truth of it is like I'm thinking about. I, I want to talk about the school, the kids going to school. Yeah. Um, and the privilege of homeschooling. Yeah. Like, because we talked about, uh, we're talking about our our businesses as like, and I'm air quoting privilege, but essential, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, knowing about race relations isn't it, it should be mandatory. Like, it's absolutely it's beyond I, essential, right? Like, Moving your body to free your to free your mental health needs to be actually mandatory mm-hmm. to to survive. Well, and what I was gonna say before you were talking about, and you just brought it in. I mean, we need survival of the fittest yeah. is not going to be, it's no longer going to be equated to money. Right. It's going to have to do with how well you take care of yourself. Right. And we have to go, we have to, and this is why, like, when I'm thinking about sending my kids back to school or, and homeschooling them, and what I'm like, I have to teach my kids how to be healthy and stay healthy and to be in touch with their mind and yeah. who they are. Yeah. and And to understand what it's like to take care of themselves yeah. and do these things because it don't matter they don't have that together all that's crumbling for everyone i don't care how you know how put together you are on right. i mean you've been crying no don't, don't lie okay don't, don't lie don't lie and if you ain't crying you have a headache something you wrong you had a headache all week yeah <laughs> so everybody's feeling it yes. and like my thoughts about homeschooling stuff are like i just have to make sure that my kids are healthy mentally right and that's going to be the new survival i think for well i mean that that is but yeah. i i when i think back to my children being in school, I had two that were self, I still have two that were self-prepared, one propelled, mm-hmm. and one who needed help, yeah. right? Until till we found the right space for her, and then she took off as well, right? I don't know. Um, I, I just want to put it out there to everyone who's just like, well, we're just going to homeschool. We're just going to pod school. We're just going to do that. There are kids, okay, let's not even talk about the education part. But there are kids that when they go to public school, and this is why public school needs to be saved, and needs to be created for the people, by the people. Mm, I know where you're going with this. It, yeah. those, those kids have to get away from, from home. From home, yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you home mean. Home is not safe. Yeah. Home does not have food. Mm-hmm. Home does not have sheets and bedding and someone to talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's been making sense. I can't do it. But let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. You would be surprised how many kids are homeless yeah. and show up to school. To have a place to go. With clean clothes. Yeah. They, they take showers at the shelter and they come to school mm-hmm. and they learn next to your kid who is pissed off because they couldn't have a, a, a PlayStation or whatever. Right. New now. Yeah, and yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. That kid is there. Mm-hmm. I, they're there. So none of this, the, it, it, and, and you articulating through that, like the facts are this, and I hate to be this like, it, none of the shit's gonna work. None of <laughs> You're like, oh, the Lord. Lord. No, but it isn't because even if we go back to like because they're not even talking about us going back to school and what has to happen again, there has to be an organization that goes in and and takes care of these kids or a get you know creates a safe space for these kids. They can't be at home being homeschooled. No. Even no. even if it's like because they're talking about hybrid, one week on, one week off. Well, what about that week off? Right. Right. Like that's gonna be stressful for a right kid now, like that. Right now, I mean, su- like suicide rates. No one's talking about it. You but know what I'm saying? It's jacked up. It's jacked and up. And then what if? This is what I was saying. This was like my first thought because I was sitting there, re- you know, going through stats and reading through stuff. 
and March, March was like one of the, the first March since 2000, I can't remember the date, it was like 12, where there was no school shootings. Yeah. So I was like, you're about to tell me that all these kids that are like on the brink of, of sanity, who were using school as a resource for like mental health and like using the counselors and things at school, you want to put all these kids back in school where we have our firearm sales are up, right? Alcohol and drug use is up um, in homes, yeah. and probably from kid, you know, teenagers and things like that. You yeah. want to put all these kids back in school together, out of this situation with no resources to to combat what the hell is actually going on now. So yeah, yeah. So we're we're screwed on all the angles. Yeah, yeah. Ever, there's nothing there. But, but you know what? You know why we're? This is why I'm gonna come Pollyanna with it. <laughs> okay, bring we're, it. we're only screwed if we if we keep trying to go back to what the hell we had before. That's what I'm saying. We stop can't do it. Stop with that shit yeah. and stop doing this exclusive. I don't think that this ex- exclusive like we'll just pot school our kids. Like I get the I get the mean. I get the I understand that. What else do we, we do though? But we have to demand better of our school districts. What are they doing with the money that they receive from the government for all the lunches that they have, for all the program, the sports that they get, yeah. for all the endorsements that they get? What are they doing with the, Are they sending that money to where? I have no idea. I'm just saying, can we use that money to send it to the kids who are in trouble? Because they have a list of them. And what would you, I mean, this is, this is a big conversation, but like. Can't wait. Can they hire teachers? That's what that's what I was going to say. Can they pay Send teachers people to go out? out? Yeah. Right? Can why why can't that happen? I'm just saying, where's the creative thinking? That, okay, because that that is a real situation, like or a real that is a real like that could happen. That could there happen. Are, there are hundreds, probably thousands of teachers that could go be paid, still get their salaries, be funded to have. I mean, I don't know if it would be a homeschooling thing, but it would be free for these like all these families can afford. That's to, what I'm trying to say. And mom and dad have to go to work. All the money that's not being used. Where is it at? Where is it at? I don't. I have no idea. Some, if somebody knows where it's going, please let us know. Yeah, I mean, where is that? Because that is actually, I mean, and there are tons of spaces around town that if you know. I'm sorry, but I don't know about across the nation. I don't know how. I mean, I do know the weather is jacked across the nation, but here we got some dope weather. Today's it's Sunday. It's 100 degrees outside. It's a lot hot, mm-hmm. right? Um, but all I'm saying is between September and November, like there's there's uh, there's options. Beside and there's spaces that aren't being used, right? right? I mean, we're building this a massive kids sports thing. What the hell's going on at the U of O? That massive, ass, I mean, there's got to be space, right? There's money, like this is a whole conversation of how the money could go back into the community, even. That's because a lot of these spaces, like this space we're in right now, is community. Somebody in this community owns this space, right? And like, if there was a teacher coming in to teach class with a small group of kids, and then the space is making money. They can survive because I know, you know, as a space, a person like me who owns a space, like my, you know, being here is in question anyway. But if I could have a teacher teaching 10 kids inside that huge ass space, but that, and they're, the district is but paying me to host that. I was like, just going to say, the district can pay you and That's what I'm teacher. saying. Like, this could be, the whole community right. could thrive off of being a little bit more creative. That's all I'm saying. And, and by the way, if we weren't going to go back to school, are all the kids, why are we assuming all the kids have computers? They don't. they don't. They don't. Even if they don't have computers, why are you assuming they all have Wi-Fi? They, they don't. don't. I've, I've run into that issue at the studio, trying to put my classes on Zoom for the students. The parents would be like, we don't have Wi-Fi. And I'm like, Shh, shit. And well, it's, I'm sorry, but there are local Wi-Fi providers, not the big ones that are charging $85 for Wi-Fi. And by the way, what the fuck? Yeah. But, <laughs> Who are, who are doing it much cheaper? Yeah. EFN are doing. I mean, you can do it for much cheaper. Why are we not investing 
and and giving people hotspots in their houses. The local to do their school district, the, yo, the local school district should be doing that for kids. This is just creative thinking. Yeah, and, and, and you and I ain't got the money, but we somehow got the ideas. Again, is who it, was at the table making this? I don't know. Are there people for our poor brown children? I, our people. I want to know. If anybody knows, are is are these the kind of conversations that are happening in the district? Because the emails that I'm getting, it ain't. <laughs> yeah, the emails that I'm getting are like one, we don't know, or it's going to be some mix, some mix of something. But I haven't heard any ideas like sending teachers out in the community and utilizing community spaces that might shut down if they're not funded. Hello, like by the school district who has all this money. Where is it going? Where during this time? Right, and if the school district is talking about their their fundings are getting frozen. Right, there's certain frozen things that are happening. Things that are happening are, are, are they're not getting as much money. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I like the question I asked. Where did it go? Did it just get cut out, or was it because the federal government is actually freezing these Title uh, Five? I don't know either. Yeah, I'm asking. Like, and, yeah. the, and the money that does do it. Like, if we, if you are teach, if you're having teachers, uh, if you, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand the need to have kids to go back to school, right? Mm-hmm. Again, to get them out of the home as well, get them food, get them all those type of things. But teachers are concerned about their safety and health. Like, yeah. I don't understand how we A lot of them are older, a, too. Yeah. I, are, I, was, I was wondering how they were going to do that anyway. The teachers at my kids' school are old. Are they? older, okay? I'm like, that's a risk. I'm sure that someone got diabetes, someone had cancer, someone had... I mean, we yeah. have performance all year long. Yeah. Right? For the teachers. <laughs> right. For right. the teachers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to, like... Why can't we think about this in a different manner? Like, why does it have to be? They're trying to hold it into this box. It's like this box that does not work. Our education, our education system is not set up for this. It wasn't set up well before for yeah. children who, our children, black children, who are having a hard time being there anyway, mm-hmm. right? Families who are in poverty having a hard time showing up anyway. And you're trying to like, like squeeze this, this like. That's like so January of 2020, like, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> ain't the same, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't the same. You cannot be having the same conversation. This is a recurring theme that is happening. I'm, it's happening for everyone personally, like a micro, and it's happening on the macro. Government, it's not working. Quit trying to squeeze into a box. Right. Education, not working. Social structures, not working. And we're, there's a lot of resistance. People are like, no, 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 no. But it's if we don't flow with it yeah. and start being creative, the shit's going to... Okay, gonna, let, me t- let me tell you like this. This is how I feel about this. And I don't give a shit who, get, who does not <laughs> want to hear this mess. But I'm going to say it out loud. Black women are talking to y'all, right? Mm-hmm. Who in this country, and I always say the lowest denominator of this country is black folks. And besides black men, black women, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, we're able and have always been able to create outside the box in order to survive. Yeah. Right? Who is still trying to create this structure and keep this structure in place? Old, white folks. Yeah. Men and women. Mm-hmm. Who can survive in this mess? Black women. Black men. Poor folks who have been making ends meet ever since. Yeah. You want some creative ideas? Different people need to be asked how to make this work. That's very true because we've, I mean, like we keep saying, all this shit's been happening. White folks just trying to hold on to their damn place. I'm sorry. You can't come up with an idea like this and tell me you got people's benefits in your mind. I'm sorry. Right. 
You telling me that they can't come up with what we just came up with on the couch? We didn't think about that shit. We, ha- we never talked about that. <laughs> but I'm sitting here like, damn, that's a damn good idea. You know what I'm saying? You can make a phone call. Oh, look, 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 I'm busy. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to survive over here. But I mean, you have to, that is a really good point you brought up because black people, people of color, you know, surviving day to day have to be so creative. Yes, girl, yes. And I feel like that might be, that is where some of my ad- ability to be adaptable comes from. Of course. Like, so that. <laughs> don't come because you have money and privilege yeah. in your life. We're the people that you need to be asking to come up with these ideas. More black people. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying I, to I, say, I bring up, if you want to talk about how to utilize you know what it is uh, you got resources, right what it is you got ain't got it they'll yes, tell you what to do with exactly it. what to do with it <laughs> right that's true that's all i'm saying it's it's something different going on mm-hmm. that we don't have real solutions right it's not because they can't come up with it it's because the people we are allowing to be there and hold the money to keep the solutions coming is the problem right yeah. who, who is coming up with the solutions people who don't even know what it means to be without it Yes. How are we doing that for our children? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I can ask a teacher to come teach my kid and this kid and blah, blah, at this point. They're not getting paid. Yeah. They need to be paid to do these things. Yeah. Right? They do. I'm not resourced to pay a a girl, oh my God, a a South Eugene school. I'm not going to say which one. I should say which one, but I'm just going to leave it alone. I was like, they were mad. Some budgets were cut. This was a few years back couple few years and the budget was cut and they were like we have to save our teachers so all the rich folks put enough money in to make this two teachers salary for the year do you realize what that means Damn. that was by donation they wanted to keep those teachers for the, for the next two teachers for the next year by parent donation right right that's do you, uh, sixty thousand? That's hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, that's a lot. Right, and their benefits. Like you took care of two people. Like you just did that because you like. I want my my daughter to have that teacher. Okay, we that's need more moves. of that. That's yeah. a move. Yeah. Right. That's a move. That's what it's gonna take. That's a you're talking about people move. like people continuing to do stuff and put their you know people over money. Are we we're worried about the people with all this privilege con- con- continuing to contribute? That's where the that's the move. That's Those the are the type of moves that have to happen. And I'm saying, I'm sorry, you've got 13 billion. I'm looking at Bezos, and I realize that there is no Bezos. Well, maybe there is a Bezos in our community. There, are, there actually is. Right? There, there are. I have taught their kids dance. Ah, I know yeah. that there are people with that kind of money here. But, okay. There so are. More than saying, one family. I don't know if you lose a couple billion if you're going to be hurting. I'm just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. I don't know. Yeah. A couple billion ain't gonna hurt nobody yeah. when you got like you know 420 billion dollars what are you talking about right now we're just not at the point we haven't been at the place where we care about anybody but I, ourselves i'm literally like looking at white folks like like the rich white folks yeah. right even the even the broke white folks still because of their skin and because of their their perceived privilege mm-hmm. of of all of the history that we talk about every single week you know what i'm saying I'm still looking at them like, you know somebody who's got some money. Yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know your auntie, uncle, somebody back there got something. Did I'm you do a talk about this? I was. We were having this discussion about um, how poor white people relate to black people better mm-hmm. and, like, what that means and mm-hmm. why that is. Mm-hmm. Have you done a, a, a cast about that? Girl, no, because, you know, I... <laughs> I'm like, no. Because 
I th- I don't think about. <laughs> Let me shut up. The about talking. class and race. Ooh, I, I, I don't that. Class and race. Right. I don't. Um. I have not talked about that yet. Not to say that I won't talk about it. I like to make this conversation. Like I like to make my space about black stuff. Right. And I don't know how much that's in my world. Yeah. But if and I actually need guests to come and tell me what you want to talk about and come and sit and have a conversation. Like for just from, it doesn't have to be me. From the black perspective that's of, of relating to white people, the types of white people that they relate to are It would need to come from that perspective. Like that's what I'm for saying. For me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On how black people feel about that. Yeah, and I want I want to put that out there. Like please if you because it doesn't have to be that I generate this conversation. Like if there's black folks out here and people of color out here mm. who are like, I got something to say Come talk to me about it, and and let's do it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what this space is for. It's for us to be able to say what we want, how we want to say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For BIPOC people. Come to the couch, right? I mean, so yeah. that's how I feel about it. And I don't, that conversation, let's have it. I haven't thought about that. I mean, the reason I bring it up is because you were talking about white people with money as opposed to people, you know, white people just, you know somebody that knows somebody or whatever. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm thinking here about how as, you know, where I'm at, how I re- I wouldn't even know how to approach a white person with that much money. Okay. Like I don't, I wouldn't know what to say. I, that's something that I'm totally unfamiliar with. You know, you gotta speak their language. You gotta write it to them in a grant. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be like, here you go. I gotta I'm present a document. You gotta present a, a whole damn thing, right. a pre- presentation, a proposal. Yeah. You know, that's what you gotta do with people like that. You, you know. But that's how white people. That's how they think. That's, that's how, they how think. average white people have to use their privilege to help out the, to really help out the community. Mm-hmm. To the, the kids of color, the people who are economically disadvantaged, to get them. I mean, if if families can throw together two teachers' salaries, if if you really care. And you have that white privilege, like you need to be rallying for other people in the community to create a fund so that we can get our kids educated. I, I think that the super important part of what you just said to me, I feel like what I, it goes along with what I'm saying is the fact these pods, this homeschooling stuff, this thing, this is keeping your resources in. In, yeah, they need to go. They need to be for the you better. You gotta start the thinking community. about community. Yeah, and community does not mean your white neighbor. It doesn't. Especially if you want to be anti-racist. Mm-hmm. It all goes together. Yeah. Like, please understand that your little, you know, uh, okay, I'm going to tell a story. My naturopath, who's amazing, um, she is not from here, mm-hmm. of course, and she comes back, <laughs> she comes in, and she says, um, she remembers we were having a conversation, and we were talking about um, her child, she's white, and her child being, going to a South Eugene school, and she was, like, horrified, because she was, like, they see nothing but white people. Yeah. They see nothing but white people. And right. she's white. Her husband's white. Her children are white. And she was like, this is irresponsible. Like, the fact that they're Irresponsible. So irresponsible. It's a good word. Irresponsible. Right? Yeah. So, because the idea is that, like, when you're white, and the only thing that you think about and care about and talk about is white, mm-hmm. all your resources and, and, and conversations are going to be white-centered. Right. Yeah. You know, centering you and everything that has to do with you. But if you want to be pro-community... If you want to be progressive, if you want to be, you know, anti-racist, mm-hmm. any of those things, and those are the people who are who are talking about, I'll just homeschool, or those, those same people who are talking about pod, mm-hmm. school, those are all the liberal, progressive, anti-racist people yeah. who are not thinking about... Anybody but beyond. B- beyond. Yeah. That black folks, just so you know, are community-based people, right? That's a straight-up blanketed... Uh, uh, um, you know, I'm a generalization, but the way when you are in community, 
village raises a child. I was gonna say it's 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 in, it's in the blood. A village raises a child. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's up? What's up? We are not resource like you're resourced. We right. we here we are. Ask us for the ideas. You gotta bring them up. We like to pull together our our strengths. Mm-hmm. Right. If we're if we're out here hustling, cause that's how black folks do. You know, that's how we've come up to where we are. Right. That you know, Jay Jay Z didn't get that a million dollar loan. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we came and we're going up. Mm-hmm. It's the same I am using like streams extreme rich folks, but those are what people always well what about uh what about uh, LeBron? What about Jay they're rich, so it's all equal. Like look, it's not. How they got there is not the same way yeah. that all these other people got here, right? right? It's from a hustle that's in a different form than the hustle that these, the, their white counterparts are hustling. Right. So I'm saying, here we are, September, August, where are we? July, August, uh, September. Yeah. I'm thinking about the school year, girl. Cause I, I'm not even in July. I'm like, oh, September's coming. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So September's coming, and I'm thinking, if we're really going to be doing this work, this work, like community work, anti-racism work you know you guys are white folks are, are doing self work black folks are doing you know we're, we're hustling we're bringing up we're working to, we have got to understand that all of our shit has to tie together yeah we have to tie it all together all of our strengths have to be tied to help the people who have always been dependent on a, a on a system that has continuously failed them well and and you said it earlier the people that were at the people that are at the table making these decisions are not creative because they haven't ever had to be creative in right. this way. And if we don't make the effort, if if the people who are you know who are creating these pods don't make the effort to ex- to extend their privilege mm-hmm. and make these resources available to all kids, we are doomed. Because the kids that are going to grow up and make these kind of changes and implement them yeah. are the kids that look like that look like us. Right. The kids that are going through it right now who are like who need that access, that safe space so that they can let their mind work and, and yes. use their creativity. They need a space where they can feel safe so their creativity can flourish. Right, that's right. And like that's not gonna happen unless yeah. and we're gonna be doomed. Like the future's going to be doomed yeah. if we don't figure out a way to include all of these kids. Everybody knows that when you're when you're in business. You're in business. You're a businesswoman. I mean I need to learn from you now that I'm trying to be in business, honestly. But everyone knows it takes a team of create creators and, and and then the numbers. Yeah. Right? You gotta do that together. There, I have never it. done this by myself. Right. Ever. I, I mean, I, at any given time and any one thing that I do, I, I probably like in, in in an independent project. Right. It's me and five other people. But middle. But people who are doing that work, there's people there who know how to crunch numbers. Yeah, you know how to relate to people. Right, it's not just it's not not hoarding all the. But it is a community effort. That's right. Always on an an individual project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the whole business itself is a community effort. Each little project is a community effort. It's never just me. Oh no, and you, I that is a mistake that I made the first time around because I had a studio that closed. Oh, out in West Eugene. Uh huh. Um. That is the big mistake that I made the first time around. I was trying to do it all. Yeah. And be like, I got it. It's the ego. No, 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 no. Yeah. You don't got it. You right. got one part of it. Right. Utilize your community. Open yourself up. Like, allow people in. Share your resource. Like, yeah. Once I became like that, and once I, you know, I realized that I have everything's got to be connected like that. That's when it grew. And then, of course, you have to find your team. You have to find your team. That takes time. And I, but I think, though, like what we're talking about, the team is is not about at this point. It's really not about black and white when you're talking about your team and yeah. we're talking about our kids. Yeah. Right? Right. It's not about black it's and white. It's a community. 
That's right. Yeah. Like we got, we're talking about our children, mm-hmm. you know. And if you wanted to be an all-white situation, then keep on, right? <laughs> it ain't gonna work for you. Yeah. It's not. It's you not gonna, gonna be work super for you. uncomfortable next yeah. year because this is coming all coming to roost, baby. Like yeah. it's all coming to roost, it right? Is, yeah. So you have to understand that the future is is happening. And what you see is what is real. Yeah. Black Lives Matter is a police situation, but it's at the same time a human rights issue. Yeah. Black lives. I without lives. The, lives. <laughs> yeah. You know the whole damn thing. Not just the. I, and I've been saying this in my conversations a lot lately. Not just the trauma of black lives. Yeah. The whole rigmarole. Yeah. Right. Like you got to be able to get in there and understand that this is our children too, mm-hmm. our education too. Matter of fact, if you don't want to think about it for us, think about it for your children. Yeah. If they never see anybody else, who are they going to be when they grow up? Right. If they are not exposed to culture and language and, and you know style, different things that are, are different than what they see every day, who are they going to be? If they're going to be the same people we got sitting at the table doing the same, same shit over now. They got us all in this situation right, right now. It it's comes full circle. It, it's full right. circle. Girl, I think we did the damn thing today. Damn. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, like, this is the conversation we had, right? Okay. And I feel like I have, like, five more hours to talk about. Right? I'm just so pumped up. Yeah. That's, but anyway. That's a lot to even to think about, to go home and think about, because I was, like, trying to wrap my head around what, I still don't know what I'm going to do with my kids. Yeah. But, like, that, what we just talked about yeah. is what needs to happen. There would be so much funding out there that had, that was not able to be used for school projects since March. Where it is, where it there's is, There's funding though. out there. Where yeah. is, did they take it back? They don't usually do that. I don't know. That's not usually how no. grants and, and, and loans work. No, 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 it doesn't work, like, work that. like that. It has to be moved out. It and, has to be. Yeah. So, where? You know, and I'm not going to name any names, but I know you know. I know you know <laughs> you have it, right? Yeah, right. And you're going, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about sending out care boxes. Is that the best that we can do? No. Maybe? Yeah. I don't think so, though. No, I don't think so. Either. I don't think so. Like, let's go outside our team. Let's do, do community councils. Ask the community. Say, hey, we'll pay you a little bit, you know, to yeah. sit here and let's do a community council. What are you guys really needing? Yeah. What is really your concern? Yeah, who Not is like what the, the statistics are saying. Yeah. Because we all know statistics are bullshit. They're, they're who not. did you ask? Who was it? How many people were there? And how, what was, was it representative? And most of the time, it is none of those things. No. So go out and get involved with who you're actually trying to be concerned with. Teachers are concerned about children. Mothers and fathers are concerned about teachers teaching their children. We're all concerned about the children. Yeah. And you know, it's like the community is growing up about the children, and yeah. yet the, the money is coming is being held somewhere. Somewhere. The teachers are worried about you know going back to school, getting sick, t- teaching their children. Te- they they're not teachers because they like love to have 80 children tell them that they're not going to do something all day right you know they love it because they want to teach yeah. they want they love children to learn mm-hmm. you know they want to give something that they didn't have or they want to give something more that they did get right you know that, that teachers in in this environment is essential you know what i mean but it's not it's it's not good because we allowed it to get to where it is that's how i feel about it yeah i think so too i think a lot of people are like oh school and yeah the curriculum is because we allowed it to be that way yeah. we all know but better. we can we all have the ability to to step up and be like this is how it needs to be this is what i we really want. believe that the schools are public schools are supposed to be for people indigenous indigenous curriculum just got added to our schools yeah black curriculum still is not we have to fight for ethnic studies to be added Still not only to I think high school and maybe yeah I think I think I saw high school yeah but you see what I'm saying yeah so change 
you know, is possible. And we're only doing it a little bit because we know that's all these white folks can take. Right. Because the truth of it is, is we want all of it rewritten. Right. We want the whole damn thing rewritten. Right. Right. But we're just going, right now, they will they will let us talk about ethnic studies. Yeah. And we'll take ethnic studies. And I'm going, we got to say ethnic studies? We can't say real black studies? Like, why yeah. can't we do and there is, there's a set, there's, there's different, right. right? Right. And so the thing about it is, is that like we, if, if we come as a community and All talk about us. what's real, yeah. right now everything's falling apart. Right. So it's it's now is the time to do it. Right now is the right time. Right now. Right now. Right? Yeah. Now until January. Uh, oh my gosh. Till January. Moving forward. And I'm not saying stop in January. I'm just saying we got to push through the Push it hard. Yeah. We got to push through. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And we just, let's not leave little Timmy. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm just like, let's not leave Jamal. Like, yeah. come on, babies. Yeah. Like, you know, the kids who are out there, domestic violence is real. It like is. you said, all of that stuff is happening at their homes, yeah. you know? Why don't they have Wi-Fi? Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. So, anyway, that's where I'm at. Um, thank you, Vanessa. Thanks for having me. This was good. That was, was a good. good. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it.